Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And now, live on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app, it's Gabe Ramirez. That's a magic number. Morell going to third. He will slide. He's got a triple. Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 to score. So glad you guys have chosen us today. Uh, broadcasting live from the score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. And we get the opportunity to chat for a couple of hours right before the start of Paul basketball that's going to kick off here at 745 pregame begins. Zach Zayman, Dave Corzine got the call. Uh, but right here, as you heard in the intro, we get to do the trifecta. The top three stories that have occupied space in my brain in no particular, in no particular order. Number three. Free throw good. Here's Levine dribble drive to the rack. Gives it up to Booch. Clean look. Left wing three. No. Rebound Williams. And this ball game is over. Tough, tough loss for the Bulls. But I'll tell you what. The Bulls left it on the floor, especially with DeRozan leaving at the 6:26 mark of the third quarter. Chuck Swirsky on the call right there. Of course, the Bulls dropping. I wouldn't say a heartbreaker. I wouldn't necessarily say it was that. 107-99. Bulls cut it close. It was tied up at one point. Zach could have gave the Bulls the lead, and then he missed a little fadeaway. But no shade at Zach. Zach did a phenomenal job getting the Bulls back into this one. Bulls playing some good defense in the second half, holding Boston to just 48 points. Um, but unfortunately, just couldn't do enough. Too much inefficiency in the middle, right? Like between the 20s, like we would like to say with this game. DeMar DeRozan. Tough one, man. I've had a quad injury. I'll be able to talk about that in a second. Everything that went down there with DeMar DeRozan. Tough to see him go down, especially the way he did. Such a fluky injury. Uh, but, man, when you're in your early 30s, something like that, that that's what happens. Your, your quad just can't necessarily get over the toe the same way. But Zach Levine, again, you can't say enough about what he did for the Chicago Bulls yesterday. Once DeMar went out, he almost said to himself, like, oh, finally, I get to do whatever I want, you know? I don't got nobody looking over my shoulder. 27 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, led the Bulls in assists. That's crazy right there. Uh, but Zach did a phenomenal job again. We'll be able to talk more about that. Darnell Mayberry hanging out with me uh, just after 620 right here on 670 The Score. So make sure you guys stick around for that. Number 2. Number 2 story on the trifecta here on 670 The Score is that, you know, with the bear season ending, people have been asking, myself included, you know, 
you know, you got to at least listen. If you're the GM, you got to listen. You don't shut out any possibilities. So people have been coming down on me when I say you'd have to hear, you know, people that are interested in, in taking a Justin Fields or taking a Bryce Young. And then you want to hear from Ryan Poles and whether or not he'd even take a quarterback. And he addressed uh, that question. Quarterback might be a bit well, we're going to do the same as we've always done. We're going to evaluate the draft class. And I would say this, I'd have to be absolutely blown away to make that type of decision. All right. Uh, I mean, I think what Poles is trying to say there is, you know, understandable. It'd be something that you'd have to blow. He'd have to be blown away by a prospect in order to move on from Justin Fields. And that's understandable. But you love the vote of confidence in the current quarterback in Justin Fields. We've all said it. I think a lot of people have been saying, hey, you know, terrible offensive line, not too many weapons. You know, and, and the number one thing we've been complaining about is, you know, or where we want to see the most improvement, I should say, is in the passing game. So it'd be kind of silly to move on from him just yet. But, I mean, I love the fact that Ryan Pohl said, you know, he'd have to be blown away because then that means that, hey, we're, we're all on the same page here. We like Justin Fields. And we want to get a lot of draft capital in return for that number one pick. Number one. Speaking of number one, a team has actually emerged as a front runner, as a trading partner for the Chicago Bears, that one seed. Who could it be? Oh, listen to their words, not mine. Given what you said about it has to be the right guy, if there's a quarterback in this draft that you think is that guy, would you move heaven and earth to get him? Would you go up to number one? Yes, I'd do whatever it takes. If we thought... There's a player that we're driven to get that makes the franchise and the team better. That's what we would do. Chris Ballard from the Indianapolis Colts talking candidly about moving up in the draft if he seems to find a quarterback that he enjoys. Now, this is the fun part. This is the fun part. We had to endure a pretty crappy season as Bears fans. And now, you know, for all the people that are like, oh, they're going to be talking about this for the next three months. Yes. This is the most exciting thing that's happened. It's the first time I've been on the radio since the Bears got the number one pick. Huh. Can we just live there for a second? The Bears got the number one. Are you? Are we serious? Is this? Am I in Bizarro Land? It was the best seeing the video from Soldier Field. All the fans that were hurtled, huddled around the the TV as as the Texans and Colts game ended and the Bears secured the number one pick. Everyone I talked to, the Uber driver, people that I was buying, I went to a place called Forenzi, Italian street food spot on Division today. I would anybody that would listen or have Bears gear on. I was like, hey, hey, number one pick, crazy, right? I mean, come on. So, I love hearing things like this because the Bears have already shown their cards. Bears, everybody knows the Bears want to trade back. Everyone knows. So, why not listen to everything that's out there? Yeah, go ahead. You guys show your cards too. You want to trade up? I love that. I love that. Who else wants to trade up? Let's all sit in a room together and just discuss it. It's the best thing ever. All right, there's a trifecta, ladies and gentlemen. That's a magic right here on 670 Score. Again, I am Gabe Ramirez. And got to shout out everybody listening on the Odyssey app. Make sure you download that thing, man. I can't say it enough. Ton of cool stuff happening on the Odyssey app. Uh, not only can you listen to 670 The Score, ton of stations uh, from around the country. There's curated playlists, the whole nine. Tomorrow, I'm actually going to be doing a special on the Odyssey app, a uh, bear season recap. And, again, just download the app. It's the only way to listen to it. It won't be on 670 to score, only on the Odyssey app. A lot of exclusive content on there as well. 
So make sure you check that out. Everybody that's listening on 104.3 HD2, shout out to you guys, HD2 crew, hearing us loud and clear. I was listening to the HD2 channel, driving in, catching Mark Grody's uh, Bears update with Parkinson Spiegel. God, he just has a, a ton of information. Sounded great, but sounds even better in the FM. He knows what I'm talking about if he's listening. He wants to, he wants to go hang out with me on B96 for a little bit. A um, couple of other things I want to make sure you guys understand. Uh, Deepaw Basketball, starting 745. We'll get out there with Zach Zayman, Dave Corzine with the call. Um, so make sure you guys are sticking around for that if you want some live basketball action today. Let's continue a little bit on this conversation with the Bears. The, okay, I've been getting a lot of flat for even just, it's like you can't even bring up the idea of trading Justin Fields away without everybody coming down your throat. It's like you're telling them to put ketchup on a hot dog, which, by the way, I fully endorse. I just want to be very clear. Um, so you bring up the concept, and, and again, I, I more so bring it up so that you can, you, you have to be open to every possibility that's out there. And if there's another team, right, that is willing to give up more draft capital to get Justin Fields, a team that's not in the top 10, a team that can't trade away, you know, their number three pick and their number 10 pick or something like that, but they want to give you number one picks for the next, you know, three years or something like that. Again, I don't know that they're going to do that, but I'm all about listening to those things, right? So that that way you, you know, maybe walk away with a, with a Bryce Young and then some more draft picks because that's what you need, right? We, we are all in agreement that the Bears weren't going to be a playoff team this year. We are all in agreement, or we should be, that the Bears aren't going to fix every problem in one offseason. It's going to take multiple. So I think we should all be in agreement that we're, we should be open to listening to absolutely every possibility that's out there. And I'm sure that's what Ryan Poles is doing. Now, Dave wants that. Uh, was on with Mully and Haw, and he talked about the ideal situation for the Chicago Bears. And, and that would be, in my opinion, the ideal situation. You know, the other scenario that you have to cross is, okay, let's say that nobody wants our pick. And, you, and everybody's saying, oh, once that's crazy. What do you mean? Let me tell you guys, that happens. Okay? I mean, we, we uh, uh, that has happened. I, 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 I can't get into a couple specific things, but, you know, we had the first pick in the draft, and we needed a quarterback. Uh, Troy Aikman was, in our mind, he was the Trevor Lawrence, so we, we went and we drafted Troy. Okay. And we had the second pick a couple years later, and there wasn't, not, there wasn't a quarterback that was in high demand. I think the first quarterback taken then, I think it was 91, was um, a guy named McGuire out of San Diego State, mm. I believe. 16th, 18th, someplace in that he was drafted. So, but let me tell you, there was a demand for players that were uh, – there's always somebody always wants that first pick, but are they going to give you the value that it's worth? And we were in a position then a little bit. And and you hear what he's saying there, right? I mean, it's it's all about the demand, and I think that's what's crucial about this first pick. Well, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, um, Will Levis out there. People, I mean, everything's going to change. And I think what's also important is that there could be a team out there that has a quarterback in the top four picks, like an Arizona, that might want to get. You know, Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, we don't know what teams are going to put a value on. And there might be a defensive player that blows their mind. There might be somebody else that wants to leapfrog the Texans if they find out who they want at number two. There's just so many possibilities, but it's so cool and it's so intriguing. 
But I think the most important thing for the Chicago Bears, and I think we all can all agree, is how many starters are you going to get out of it? You saw how valuable Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker were to the Chicago Bears team. You saw that. A bra- guy like Braxton Jones. You put th- you put more starters through your draft, and now you're you're sitting pretty. You're feeling good about yourself. Dave Wanstat talked about the number of starters that he feels the Bears can get in this upcoming draft. Let's assume that we do trade down and we, we pick up another one or two or I could see us getting four players, uh, and I'm going to be a little conservative, four starters out of the draft. I really could very easily. I mean, you know, right now we got one, two, and three. I'm, I'm going to disregard our fours and fives that we have, uh, even though you can hit a player, and, and we have, and, and there's a lot of, you know, the Tom Brady's of the world. I know all those stories. Uh, but I, I would say conservatively, let's say we get four starters out of the draft after we make a trade, if that's what we do, trade down. And then we should definitely be able to get four starters. So I would look at eight guys. That makes a lot of sense to me. Four starters. Look at me. Look at me like I'm like some authority like that. We better get four starters. That sounds so stupid. I just want a handful of them. I just want a good draft. Because I'm, I'm still not sure where I'm at. With the draft that just happened. I'm still not sure. We hit. We got some starters. But the draft as a whole, I'm still not, I'm still not sure where I'm at there. But if you can tell me, if you're to tell me the Bears are going to get four starters out of this draft, and we haven't even talked about the guys they're going to get in free agency, then you got to be feeling good as a Bears fan. And speaking of free agency, what is that going to look like? Because I want to be very clear. The Bears got a buck 20 out there. They're not going to spend the whole 120. So I want to be very clear. It's not a thing that we'll do. See, you have to try to think in your brain, like, well, how much are they going to be left with, right? Because you see every other team and how, what their cap space looks like when you're looking at all those charts that are out there. Every team got, you know, 40 to 60 million. So the assumption is the Bears are going to be somewhere in that space as well. Question is, where will they be? And how much are they going to have to pay for these free agents? You know, the thing that can happen in this case let, let's face it, if a guy's a really good player, the team he's with is going to want to keep him. So the Bears are going to have to probably, and there'll be criticism for this, to go get a great player, you're probably going to have to overpay. And the Bears have that money, so they may overpay yep. this year for a few guys to get who they want. Uh, that's just, And that makes sense to me. And you know what? I don't care. What? Why do we care? Overpay? What are we talking about? You got a ton of money. Put it out there. Get who you want. I think that's what's important for the Chicago Bears, making sure that they get the guys who they want via free agency that they feel like can make the biggest impact. That's what you need to be looking. I know I know. we want O-line. We want wide receivers. We want a D-line. But via free agency, you get the opportunity to pick who you want. Pay the money. And I think it's important for the Bears to figure out what position is the one they, they want to address and get a surefire guy. Remember, rookies aren't surefire things. You saw with Kyler Gordon, there are learning curves. Jack Sanborn, sometimes there's wear and tear that they're not used to over the course of a 17-game season. But via free agency, you can secure some of those things. Oh, I can't even wait. I hope you guys are excited this time. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 to score. We'll be talking Bears uh, at the top of the hour, Josh Schrock from NBC Sports is going to be hanging out with me and then have a very interesting question after that. Uh, but in the meantime, we do get an opportunity to chat about this Bulls game that took place yesterday. And to do that, 
We get to bring on Darnell Mayberry. I wonder what he thinks is going to happen to the Chicago Bulls now that DeMar DeRozan is going to be gone for a little bit. Is that an opportunity? For, is that going to carry the team? Or is he going to falter trying to maintain or, 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 or to, to, to grab that leadership role again? We get the opportunity to talk to Darnell Mayberry after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we're back live with more gabe ramirez on 670 the score levine with a step back on white for three got it as an nba pro move right there by zach levine chuck swirsky and Bill Wennington on the call right there on 670. The score, Zach Levine, obviously going crazy yesterday. Uh, in the second half, that is. 27 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. So what will this team look like um, now that DeMar DeRozan might be stepping away for a little bit? Well, fortunately, we get to talk to the experts about that. Uh, joining us right now on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, of course, he is the Chicago Bulls senior writer at The Athletic, none other than Darnell Mayberry. Darnell, what up? Hey, Gabe, how you doing tonight? Chilling. Um, I was watching last night, Darnell, and I, I got happy. I was so I don't know why. I shouldn't be happy when somebody gets injured, right? We never want to be happy in that space. But it was happy for Zach Levine. I felt like there was like a, a weight lifted off his shoulder for a half of basketball, and you got to see Zach Levine from like that 2020-2021 season. No, you're absolutely right, Gabe. I was there live, and that's exactly what it felt like in the moment. Uh, you saw the pep in his step, and that was there before DeMar went out. But when he went out, you could see Zach take that <laughs> to another level. He wanted that opportunity. And, and we had, I mean, it's become a narrative this season that he hasn't been the guy in the, in the closing minutes of games, or the closing seconds of games to get the, the last shot. So 
that was his opportunity. And I think we all wanted to see what are you going to do with it, Zach? And, you know, with the exception of I think he had that little short corner miss jumper uh, mm-hmm. that would have tied the game. Fade away. He had a, yeah, he had a great, great finish to that game for the most part. Uh, and you can't really – I mean, he even had an assist, a big assist to Vooch, where, where people say he's a ball hog, he just goes in the iso ball. He had a huge assist to Vooch for a three-pointer, a, a huge three-pointer in that game. So I thought he played incredibly well down the stretch, or at least in that second half. Yeah, you're right. I mean, in, in the pass to Vooch that you're talking about where he hits the three in the fourth quarter, you've seen a lot more of that since that Minnesota game where Zach will get to the, get to the paint and then, you know, instead of forcing it against two defenders, he he's making that extra pass lately, which is really cool. Uh, but I am I am curious to 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 find out what this team is going to look like without Demar. I mean, how 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 long are they saying he's going to be out, if any time at all? And then, what do you think the team will look like going forward? Gabe, if you go to my Twitter I, <laughs> at Darnell Mayberry, there's a video of Demar Derozan I took from last night. And we're all concerned, thinking this could be a, a, a significant injury where he's going to miss a significant time. He's sitting there talking about it with a toothpick in his oh, mouth. Oh, I saw that. I, I saw that. that was, like, it's, like he doesn't have a care in the world. He said before he started, he wanted to make sure he got the toothpick out because he had just finished his meal uh, after the game, and, and he didn't want to have food in his teeth while he was talking. So that tells you how much he's concerned about this thing. I don't expect him to play uh, tomorrow night against the Wizards here in D.C., but I do um, know that what he said, what he told us last night, he does not like to miss games. He hasn't missed a game all season. He doesn't want to start now, uh, and he just didn't want to make anything worse for himself or his team last night in Boston. Uh, I think maybe with some rest and recovery, I think he might be good to go uh, against uh, the Wizards, even though I don't anticipate him playing I just think he wants to be out there. Yeah, I don't think he should play. Uh, we're talking to Darnell Mayberry from The Athletic right here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. It's like I, the, the thing with the quad injury is like I've been in my early 30s, Darnell, and I know what that's like where you get hurt and then you think you're 20, you know, you think you're 10 years younger, you know what I'm saying? And you're like, oh, I'm going to bounce back from this in 48 hours. This isn't going to be a thing. But then it's something that could linger and playing again could really uh, re-aggravate it. So we hope he doesn't do that. But, okay. Now, about that interview, because that's exactly where I was going with my next question. What, what's your take on flossing in public? Uh, it's unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know where you were going with that. I'm like, what's no, that's, just... that's unnecessary. <laughs> I remember I, I used to take the, bus, I take the bus a lot, you know, growing up in the city. And I remember one time I was flossing on the bus, and I didn't think anything of it. I got the same little toothpick DeMar had, and some lady was like, you nasty. And I was like, what? She's like, you're flossing on the bus here in public. And hey, I'm like, I, I guess it is I'll nasty. Do you, I'll, I'll do you one better. Um, I was clipping my fingernails in the media room at the Bulls practice facility, and some other writers who shall remain nameless took huge exception with me just clipping my fingers into a trash can, by the way. Right, right. It's not like I was just clipping them all willy-nilly around the room. I had a trash can right in front of me. Oh, my gosh. Hey. Hey, you know, sometimes you don't know until you know. And I guess DeMar, maybe <laughs> nobody wanted to tell DeMar, like, hey, man, I got this mic in front of you. Maybe some of that food you just ate might flick out into this thing. Uh, I didn't even think about it from that standpoint, but you're right. And I wasn't going to be the one to talk. Right, no, I wouldn't have said anything either, Darnell. Uh, so, yeah, so, so well, damn, I mean, if he's 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 not going to play. That's crazy. It'd be crazy. It'd be crazy to let him play in a game like that. Let him sit out. Let's reevaluate the quad. And then kind of figure that out. Now, now there's other guys 
that are dealing with some uh, injuries as well. Obviously, Javante Green just had his issue. I, I, I saw you put out there. It's the same procedure that Lonzo had. But I guess, Darnell, the question I have, are the ex- expectations the same for the, for the two of those guys with, with, with returnability being an issue? No, and we didn't expect Javante Green to be out this long um, with this bone bruise, but but it's clear that it's uh, acting up on him and he can't remain on the court. I mean, he can come back and play a little bit and, and even look great, good at times, great at times for what he does as a role player, but uh, he's just not sustainable. And I think they wanted to really go in there and, and try to clean it up and so he can come back uh, at some point in the second half of the season like himself. Yeah, and it would be great to have him back. Obviously, a huge addition off the bench. Coming in with a ton of energy, could knock down the three ball, plays great defense, you know. But but I, I do like the idea of Derrick Jones Jr. getting some more tick. Like, I, I like him a lot. And I don't know if I'm the only one that feels that way, but I feel like whenever he's on the floor, he's electric. Whew. Um, Derrick Jones, I think, has exceeded expectations this season. And, you know, for a guy who was a throw-in to that Larry marketing trade last summer, um, or was that summer before last? Yeah. Or last summer. Um, you know, it was a throw-in to that trade, and all of a sudden, you know, he comes in, and he's playing small ball center, he's catching lobs, he's he's playing defense uh, on multiple positions, uh, and he's actually hitting some threes and finishing uh, at, at a high clip. So you got to give him a ton of credit for coming in as a sort of a throw-in to a, to a deal. I mean, the Bulls wanted that protected pick from Portland more than they wanted the contract of Derrick Jones Jr., so – uh, he's made something of himself here in Chicago, and I, and I think he does deserve a lot of credit for uh, being able to stick with it and, and carve out a role for himself. He he will be able to help this team in Javante Green's absence. I'm also looking at Patrick Williams, and I'm also looking at whether or not Billy Donovan will play Dale and Terry. Yeah, that's going to be a good one, getting some energy from the Rook, just kind of you know giving them an opportunity to get some minutes so that that way the game can kind of slow down for him a little bit. It would be great to see him out there as well. Um, you mentioned Pat Will. You know, it's funny, yesterday when I was watching the game, you know, they're talking a ton about uh, Sam Hauser and, you know, his three-point shooting. And then you hear it thrown out there, you know, he's, he, he shoots 40% from the three-point line. And then you know that Pat Will shoots above 40% from the three-point line. Like, hold on, hold on, Pat Will's out there. He's he's knocking him down. Is he a guy that you would like to see, see shoot more three-pointers, Darnell? Or do you feel like the way he shoots them within the, within the flow of the game kind of sits well with you? Yeah, those two things aren't the same. You know, Pat's threes are mostly open, and, you know, like teams are not paying attention to him a lot of times, I mean, leaving him wide open intentionally. He he, he has to make those. Uh, my point is his 40% is not the same as Sam's 40%. He's coming off screens, and defenses are actually being sucked away from the from the paint to, to, to respect him as a shooter. So uh, Pat has made improvements, He's and that's not to take anything away from the success success that he's had this season uh, as a shooter, you know, we wanted him to shoot more. We wanted to see him be more aggressive. We wanted to see him be less hesitant to, to, to squeeze off shots. And he's done that and he's doing it more and more and more. And now uh, with Javante Green missing time, potentially DeMar missing a game or two here or there, um, you know, this is an opportunity for Pat to continue to, to, to grow into that role. And I like what I've seen from him. I think he's been, really been playing well uh, on both ends. And I think in the last half of the season, he has a really big opportunity to take it up even a, a notch further. Yeah, and it's, it's cool to see guys like that grow, grow in real time. You know, you see their game and you're like, okay, we, we know what you can do. Now you're seeing a couple more shots fall down. You're seeing, you know, a little bit better defense, you know. Because I'm a big fan of Pat Will's mid-range. 
I, I think it's underutilized a lot, but I, I like when he, you know, after he hits a three, he'll pump fake, take a couple steps in, and shoot it confident, confidently. And, I, and I, I love when he does that. But him and and Kobe White, I feel like, uh, you know, two guys that, that that can step up in that position and been playing well as of late. Another guy, Darnell, who's mid-range I like, who I haven't seen, Ayo. I felt like last year in a couple of those games where, like, DeMar had, had went out, Ayo was shooting the mid-range exceptionally well. And you haven't, and, and I get it. Listen, you're shooting threes and you're driving to the cup. I'm not complaining about that, um, but I do miss, you know, his ability to because cre- he can create his own shot. We saw yesterday with the shot clock winding down, he knew he had to get one up, and he got to the cup, hit a nice little right hand layup. Uh, I can't remember who it was on, but you know, a guy like Ayo, I think, is somebody that you know that they can lean on a little bit more in Demar's absence as well. Yeah, I don't mind him getting to the rim. I, I understand your point. If if he's taking fewer mid-range shots and getting to the basket more. And that's a good thing in my book. So uh, I'd like to see him continue to do that and continue to focus on finishing at a high level uh, once he gets there. Uh, he, he's really been good at that throughout his career so far in terms of progressing and, and, and trying to really focus on that. Um, but I, you know, I can't figure out the season that he's having. And I, mm. I wish at some point he would just come out and just be open and say, this is what I'm going through and this is how I see it. As a second-year player, you know, that probably isn't his place right now. But, um, you know, he's kind of been been pulled in and out uh, of the lineup, you know, kind of getting given some responsibility, had it taken away. Um, and so I'd like to see him, the, the coaching staff, trust him a little bit more because it's clear that he has the dog in him. He has uh, the competitive spirit that is not going to back down from anything or anyone. Uh, and he can make plays. I mean, he had the game winner in Atlanta that they gave him a ton of credit for, just a situational awareness and hustle. Uh, and he, and he's also talented, you know, to, to to contribute on both ends of the floor. So I'd like to see them them kind of let the reins go a little bit on him. Yeah, it would be cool. To, I think what you said was really cool, where he could come out and kind of say what's happening, you know, with, with, with himself and in his second year, and even just assess his game, you know, so far this season, just so we can kind of – get a peek into what he's thinking about having so many different roles. We're talking to Darnell Mayberry from The Athletic right here on 670 to score. Gabe Ramirez holding you down. Um, Darnell, I mean, two two big things happening in the second half of the season, right? We got like 11 games before the, before the All-Star break. Um, you know, trade deadline approaching. Bulls kind of sort of seeming to figure it out a little bit and what guys' roles are and, you know, playing a little bit better. What do you see – for the Bulls as the season, you know, as we're as we're hitting that second half, do you see them kind of staying where they're at? Do you see them playing a little bit better? And the second half of that question is, you know, do you see them adding to this team at the trade deadline, or do you see them making some big moves that we're not anticipating? Um, from what I've reported, they will be relatively quiet, or at least that's the expectation uh, from sources I've talked to around the league. But I my personal opinion on this, and I'm going to give it here, is that they got to do something. I mean, this this I, the 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 big three, as some like to call them, you know, Demar, Zach, and Boots, <laughs> they just clearly aren't working. You know, they right, they right, don't right. work in, on a on a large scale. You know, in terms of winning big. So, um, if, and if with Boots being in the last year of his contract, I just don't see the Bulls being wise to let him walk in free agency. And that, that to me, will hurt them and set them back uh, as much or more than anything if they allow that to happen after giving up assets to get him. So if you can recoup some sort of future asset 
maybe a young prospect, I think that's the way to go um, because you know that this team isn't a championship team, so why hold on to it just to maybe win you know, a game or two in the playoffs? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, it was fun last year because we hadn't seen that, that, that level of talent in a while that was playing well, getting to the playoffs. That felt good. But now that we're in year two of it, we're like, okay, wait a second. Last year was fun. This year we kind of know what to expect. We don't want the same thing. You know, but it'll be interesting to see what what they end up doing. Darnell, I appreciate you hanging out with me tonight, giving me some of your time and some of your insight. Not a problem. Have a good night. I'll do the same. Darnell Mayberry from The Athletic hanging out with me here on 670 The Scores. Gabe Ramirez brings up some great points. I mean, I think the, the trait is tough because people want to see this Bulls team playing at its highest level. And – it's kind of like the Bears, right? Where you're saying to yourself, "Well, there's no, there's no offensive line. There's no wide receivers to throw to. The defense isn't fully there. We got to wait and see." Well, a lot of people have a wait and see approach with the Bulls. Like they, they want everyone to be healthy. They want you know Lonzo to be there, Javante Green to be in the lineup. What can that team look like? But fortunately, you got to face the facts. Obviously, Vooch being a free agent. He bought a house in the city. I feel bad. Doesn't he want to resign with us? You would think so. Um, but I think DeMar could bring you back the most in return. I think even with a hurt quad, he still can get you back a ton. But it's going to be interesting in the short term because we we do not know what to expect from a DeMarless Bulls team. And that's the question that I have for you. Leo, my producer tonight, Leo Stoddard, why don't we go ahead and open up the lines? Let's take some calls. You cool with that? Absolutely. Right. Let's open them up. Uh, 312-644-6767. That's the number here. You could text in as well if you'd like. The question I have for you is, do you think the Bulls are going to be better now that DeRozan is gone? He's gonna. He's not going to play. Here, Darnell, maybe he's not going to play. And then once they really f- find out what his quad is look, feeling like, trust me, it's, it's nothing nice. But you could see a scenario where Zach puts the team on his shoulders. They have a favorable stretch run over the next 10 games. Can Zach be the guy? I asked Will Purdue once. I said, Will, do you like a big three or do you like a one-two punch? He said he likes a one-two punch, and that's exactly what you're going to be able to see. Pat Will's not going to be as hesitant to shoot because he knows he's not taking anything away from DeMar. Kobe the same. Role players are going to feel a little bit more comfortable knowing that they don't, have, they don't have to feed the beast of three players. They can only, they only got to feed two, Vooch and Zach. And now everybody else gets to play well. That's one scenario. The other scenario is they just fail miserably and they realize that DeMar is the guy that was kind of creating the peace for the Chicago Bulls. What do you think? Will the Bulls be better for these next couple of games with DeMar DeRozan out? Or do you think that the Bulls are going to miss DeRozan immensely. 312-644-6767. Escape Ramirez will take your calls on the other side, and we'll do that next right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Abe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Yeah, he just said to me when I uh, saw him in the locker room that he felt like he strained it when he kind of went down. Um, so they went back in there and looked at him and... Um, that's kind of all I know was it was if he felt like he strained his quad. It's Billy Donovan talking about Darnell Mayberry. Or excuse me, Darnell Mayberry. That's who we had on a second ago. Talking about DeMar DeRozan. I'm watching this video where DeRozan's literally with a little floss pick in the locker room talking to everybody. That's gangster right there. Uh, so, again, you know, what is this Bulls team going to look like? I have some stats of Zach Levine from – before DeMar DeRozan got to the Chicago Bulls. I can't wait till you, till you guys hear some of these stat lines that he put up without DeMar. It's what we should be looking forward to. But but I, I asked the question to you guys, and I said, do you think the Bulls are going to be better now that DeRozan is gone? Addition by subtraction. Is it going to be one of those situations? Yes or no? 312-644-6767. Let's go out to Joel from Hoffman Estates. Joe, what do you think? Do you think uh, Bulls are going to be a little bit better now that DeMar's out? That's a very good question. Um, I think they'll be better if, and this is a real big if, if the rest of the players specifically, like you said, uh, Patrick Williams, Kobe White, I mean, they, they need to step it up, especially on defense. Okay? If they can step it up on the defense and then let basically let the – you know, get the game come to them, okay, they should be able to overcome, you know, any type of deficit here, whether it be DeRozan or Vooch. The key here is that they need to play aggressively on both sides, period. So are you confident with Zach Levine putting the team on his back for the next couple of games? If he continues to play like he's played here over the past, you know, over the past week, yes, I feel good. But it all comes down to consistency, and that's one area that the Bulls have not been all season is consistent. You have to play you know, play up to your competition, but you cannot play down to your mm. competition. I think that's the biggest issue that the Bulls have had all season. I mean, you look at what they did to the Bucks. You look what they did to um, – who was it here? I think uh, Philadelphia, okay? I mean – and. I mean, yeah, they, 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 they sort of lost it here in Boston yesterday, but they took two of the other games, you know, from Boston here this season. Okay. So they know how to play up to their competition. But when they, when they go and they face either an Orlando Magic or, you know, a, I mean, again, I'm, 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 I'm drawing a blank here of the, some of the real bad. Yeah. Teams I mean, a lot of the teams that they've lost to is the OKC. Yeah. Right. And I think you're absolutely right, Joel. That's a great, great point. Thanks for the call. I want to, you know, just touch on some of the things you mentioned. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna point out Zach Levine's stats from before Demar Derozan when he got to this squad. But first thing you mentioned was was Pat Will playing a little bit better with Demar being out. That's gonna contribute to the Bulls playing well, of course, of course it is. Pat Will again. I think the the role players. This is what's gonna be really good for the Bulls with Demar out for a second. Any of the stars starters for that matter. Uh, specifically the big three. But again, there are a lot of times where 
you feel a certain type of way as a role player, whether it's your, whether you're Kobe White, Pat Will, Io DeSumo, whoever it is, Alex Caruso. The only one who don't care is Goran Dragic. He'll shoot whenever you know, he doesn't care. But these guys, there, there are less times down the floor where you have to give your superstars a shot. There are less times now that DeMar is out for a little bit. So now, you know, if it's Zach, Vooch, Zach, well, now that fourth time down, you could shoot it confidently if you're Pat Will because you know your superstar has already touched the ball. But if it's Zach, Vooch, DeMar, DeMar, Zach, and then Caruso misses a three, and then now you, DeMar, you feel weird if you're Pat Will because you feel a ton of pressure on you to, 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 to make that shot or to, you know, play within your game. Because you don't have to feel that way if DeMar is out. So that, that's a great point. The second one is defense that you mentioned, Joel. And the Chicago Bulls have already been playing a little bit better defense. This we know. More effort. Without a doubt, we can say that. The, the, the cool thing is, with DeMar out and the team now being placed on Zach Levine's back, Zach Levine loves that pressure. He is going to be more engaged now on the defensive end because he wants to win these games. He understands it's his team, and, and, and it sucks, right, when you're a Bulls fan, you're like, oh, why does he need that to play a little bit? Because you want to know why? Because we're all human. And sometimes it just happens like that. Sometimes you feel the weight of the world on your shoulders, and then you want to make everything right. And then other times you're like, oh, DeMar, you the man? I bet you the man. I didn't get my shot. I didn't get to shoot a three. Fine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, not play as intense defense as I probably could. That's something that we're going to see a little bit more. Where Zach's defense, which is already – I'm a big believer in Zach playing good defense. People just want to pit pick on him, but he plays good defense. Now he's just going to be doing it more often, and I think that's good. Another point you made, Joel, because, uh, again, we're talking about whether or not the Bulls are going to be better without DeMar DeRozan for a little bit because he has that quad injury. Taking your call, 312-644-6767. I'm Gabe Ramirez. You mentioned victories against the Bucks and the Phillies. Well, you know, no Chris Middleton, no Drew Holiday against the Bucks, no Joel Embiid against the Phillies. Excuse me, against the 76ers. Jesus. So, I mean, that's cool. The, the, but the reason why they lose to bad teams is the same reason they beat good teams, though. And you got to be very clear when you're understanding that. The Bulls think they are good. And so when they play good teams, they are a litmus test. And the Bulls want to prove not only to themselves, but to the fan base that they can compete to the NBA. We are a top-tier team. So they play hard in those games. But the same energy that allows you to beat those top teams in the NBA is the same energy that the bottom-tier teams are using to beat the Bulls. Because then they, the Oklahoma City Thunders, the Indiana Pacers, Teams like that, the Orlando Magic, they feel like they aren't a bottom-feeding team in the NBA. They think they are where the Bulls are at, a middle-of-the-road NBA squad. So then they play harder as a result. And the Bulls, being caught off guard, fall into that trap. I mentioned that I would go through some Zach Levine stuff here. And I see you guys texting in. I'll read that in just a second. Here's some, here's some Zach Levine before Vooch got there. So this is when he had nobody on the team. Vooch got here, got to the Bulls in March 2021. If you go 
All these games. We'll go right the game before he got there. Zach Levine, 39 points. In March, he put up numbers. 27, 25, 39, 26, 33, 27, 25, 24, 30. That gets you through March. That's some impressive stuff. And there's some games in here where he's shooting 50% from the field. March 21st versus the Toronto Raptors. 9 for 18 from the field. 3 for 6 from the three-point line. 26 points, plus minus of 19. Six assists, six rebounds. Still doing it everywhere. I think to get the best Zach Levine, you got to have him engaged. And in order for him to be engaged, Zach Levine needs to understand that he's the man. And I like DeMar. Extremely impressed at DeMar DeRozan's game. I think we all are. Jeez. If you're a hooper and you haven't shot more mid-range jumpers in the last two years, I mean, geez, that's how you feel. You're like, man, he makes it look so easy. But Zach Levine is the man. Be clear. He's capable of pulling up these numbers. He's capable of carrying a Bulls team. And now you have better pieces around him? Your bench is great. Kobe White's playing confidently. You have an Andre Drummond that is an ideal big coming off the bench. Goran's been playing a little weird lately, but you know what you get from him? Derrick Jones Jr. playing well. Again, you got better a better bench than you had in 2020, 2021 before Vooch got there. You got a bet, and then you get Vooch? I don't know, Bulls fans. We might be, we might be in for something over the course of the next week. Because <clears throat> that's how long I think he's going to be out. Tormer Quad playing baseball, running out of running uh to first base. I was hungover as hell, playing fast pits. Fast pitch, underhand fast pitch softball in Humble Park. It's a big thing in the summer over there. If you guys don't know, trust me. Yes, underhand fast pitch. It's a thing. And I'm drunk. Went out Saturday. I'm 30. I'm drunk. Went out Saturday. Came back the next day. Again, you think you're young. You think you do it. Coming out the box, running the first base. Didn't understand what happened to my quad, though, because it's, it's you're a young guy. You don't know anything. That was on a Sunday. On Wednesday, like an idiot, because, I, because I, again, I thought I was 20 and that I was going to heal in 48 hours. I go play basketball. Stupid. I'm like, why can't I jump? Why, 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 what's going on here? This, this soreness in my leg hasn't gone away. All that to say, I think DeMar is going to be out for a little bit. So we'll have an interesting time uh, watching these Bulls games. They're going to be fun. That's something that you can guarantee. So you're going to make sure you want to check that out. Next Bulls game, of course, right here on 670 to score. Uh, that will be, in fact, against the Washington Wizards on Wednesday in Washington. 6 p.m. tip-off, 5.45 pregame right here on 670. The score is going to be a good one. Uh, it is Gabe Ramirez. And do not forget, 6, 7.45 pregame starts. Detroit, uh, excuse me, Depaul Blue Demons going up against Villanova. Zach Zabin and Dave Corzine got the call there. So make sure you guys, if you're looking for some live local sports you stay here to 670 to score. All right, we're going to switch it up, talk a little bit of football, some big interviews coming from Hallis Hall, uh, from some of the big guys, Ryan Poles, some of the things that he said. Uh, we get to talk to Josh Schrock from NBC Sports Chicago. He just finished the football show over there uh, with Layla Rahimi, Mark Grody, and uh, we get a chance to talk to him and hear what he thinks about Ryan Poles and, and whether or not there's a level of believability there when it comes to guys that he's bringing back. Josh Schrock. Joins the show after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez, 670 The Score.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.